This is AgriFutures On Air, brought to you by AgriFutures Australia, driving innovation in Australian agriculture. Sometimes it just takes one person to say, I believe in you and mean it for your whole world to change. It's that world-changing support for young women that underpins Country to Canberra, or C2C as it's also known. Hello, I'm Chris Brown. AgriFutures Australia is a major supporter of Country to Canberra and values the work that C2C does in rural communities. As the name suggests, Country to Canberra is about bridging that sometimes immeasurable gulf between some fairly remote communities and the rest of Australia. But it's much more than that, much, much more. It's also about telling young women in rural and remote areas that they matter and that their voices can be heard. I spoke to new CEO Han Worsley to find out more about Country to Canberra and the importance of those sponsorship dollars. Uh, So Country to Canberra is all about rural, regional and remote young women and in particular empowering those young women and non-binary people uh, to reach their leadership potential. So we run a variety of programs to try and reach that disadvantaged group and we just think that they have so much to offer and we hope to help them get to a point where they can really take opportunities and go for it. Okay, so a couple of things out of that. First off, what's the age group that you're sort of aiming at? So over the years, we've done a variety of programs, but we're essentially high school aged girls. So teenagers, but our leadership competition tends to be ages 15 to 18. And that's the that's the program that's been running the longest. You mentioned disadvantage. So in what way are they disadvantaged? I would imagine that there'd be a lot of kids out there that would be attracted to this who you probably wouldn't think are necessarily disadvantaged. Yeah, absolutely. And and we know that country areas are incredibly diverse. The vast majority of our volunteer team, myself included, do come from regional and remote backgrounds. But we know that young girls being in rural and regional areas, they are more likely to drop out of school before they reach year 12. The more remote you go, the worse that statistic gets. And the more remote you go, the more likely these girls are to be subjected to poverty, to domestic abuse, to poorer health outcomes. And so while there is great diversity in rural communities, there's no denying the fact that there is a huge amount of disadvantage that comes with being geographically isolated and isolated from those services and facilities that people in metropolitan areas sometimes take for granted. And now I want to find out about the programs, but I'm going to find out about it by asking about your journey, because you have come right from the very get go from the start of it to now being the CEO. So how did you become involved and what motivated you to become involved? Yeah, well, I actually, on one of my long drives home from swimming training, I did a lot of swimming when I was in high school um, and I lived on a farm about 40 minutes out of the local town. And on one of those long drives home, I heard the then CEO and the founder of C2C, Hannah Wandell, talking on the radio. And she was talking about this competition where I could enter by writing an essay and I could end up in Canberra if I was one of the winners. And that was in the first year that Country to Canberra ran any program. And the power trip was something that I was lucky enough to win as one of the national winners of the leadership competition. And I, at the time, was one of the three winners who came to Canberra and was just so, so lucky to have that opportunity because growing up a long way from the nearest town, and certainly a long way from the nearest city on a big farm and relying on agriculture and being in a small community, 
just gave me a very different perspective, I think, to a lot of city people that I'd come across. And when I got to go to Canberra and people actually wanted to hear my opinions and they saw my rural upbringing as a strength rather than a disadvantage, I felt empowered not only to, say, go to university and take those opportunities that are in metropolitan areas, but I also felt really empowered within my own community. And so from there, I just couldn't get enough of country to Canberra. And like you said, I've kind of gone through as a volunteer since being a winner of the competition. And now I'm lucky enough to be the CEO. Yeah, that's great. That's a great story. So when you came to Canberra, who did you meet? Who were the people who were empowering you? Yeah, so I was really lucky in that first power trip that Country to Canberra ran that they already have really great support from people in all different areas. So I got to meet Francis Crimmins, who is the CEO of the YWCA here in Canberra. I also met Rebecca Skinner, who was working with Defence at that time. I got to meet just a whole variety of, of women who were really smashing it in their fields. Certainly a highlight for me was meeting Julie Bishop and going through the sort of entry that I'd written about my upbringing and how passionate I was about rural areas and her really taking that on board and having a great discussion with me. It certainly gave me hope that our rural communities are really being taken into account in the capital. What was their message? What were they telling you that really changed you? Well, for one, I think it was their shock that there were people out in country areas that were so passionate about staying there and were so passionate about rural Australia because I think that narrative does come up a lot that we need to support people who are farmers to stay in the rural areas or if you want to be anything else well then you've got to get out. So I think they really enjoyed getting that different perspective but they were also just really genuinely willing to support any discussion we wanted to have whether that was about wanting to go to TAFE, university, stay on the farm, join the army. Those things were all really encouraged by the people that we met but also by Country to Canberra as an organisation organization. There was just this really open-minded approach to young women coming from diverse backgrounds into the capital. And I really, really enjoyed that. I've had a look on your website, looked at some of the entries from this year's leadership competition. And I must say that there's some brilliant, brilliant entries there. What are some of the main issues that young women are talking about nowadays from their farm or whether they live on a farm or whether they live in country towns? What are their concerns? Well, like I said, country Australia is just so diverse. So we have had everything from young girls talking about how um, sometimes in their culture they feel like they're sort of ignored or women aren't treated fairly, all the way through to other young women saying that they're seen as equal on their farms, that they are given the same opportunities that their brothers and their male relatives are and that they don't find those barriers, but that they're really passionate about helping others to overcome the barriers that they may be experiencing. Uh, But I think that the common theme that really comes through is that they're really excited about seeing women in high leadership positions. So I'm talking about the managers of businesses, the CEOs of ASX 200 companies, politicians, so whether it's their local member all the way through to the prime minister or even, you know, the partners of, of presidents such as Michelle Obama. Those girls really see them as role models. And I think that's really motivated us to try and put them in touch with those role models too, so that they can be what they can see. Okay, here's a double barrel question for you. First off, country to Canberra, why Canberra? And what do you actually want them to achieve? Do you want them to come to Canberra, experience a political atmosphere and perhaps enter politics? Or is it more general than that? 
Well, we chose Canberra as part of our name and as part of our the centre, I guess, of particularly our leadership program, because it is the centre of the country's decision making. We have parliament here. Everyone knows Canberra as that political centre. And so when we were talking about empowering young women and giving them a place to, to share their views, Canberra seemed like the perfect fit. And at the time that Country to Canberra was founded in 2014, we just had our first female Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, who'd served her term since 2010. And that really gave us this sort of drive to ensure that Julia Gillard wasn't the first and last female Prime Minister that Australia has, that there is a new generation of strong women that come through that do want to take those roles. And although we do, you know, have this focus on Canberra and on politics, we don't stop there. We want to make sure that any girl that comes on our program is supported to achieve whatever it is they desire. So we've had a number of girls who've come through our program go on to take on apprenticeships. They've become electricians and plumbers. We have also had young women go on to start their own not-for-profit organisations. Many of them go on to university and a lot of them, whether or not they want to go into politics, stay engaged in politics. And I think that that's the most important thing is that we get diverse voices contributing to discussions, whether or not they are the politicians themselves. So long as they're active, committed and educated citizens, then I think we've done our job. You're trying to give young girls the confidence to say, well, look, I want to be an electrician or I want to be the prime minister and then going for it. That's right. Yeah. Smashing gender roles, however we can help them do it. So let's talk about some of the programs that you do have. You mentioned the leadership competition. What's involved in that? So that is, like I said, our very first competition or program that Country to Canberra ran. And we release a question each year and ask young women and non-binary people from those rural areas to respond to that in either essay or video form. That's then judged by a panel and the winners from that competition get to come on the power trip. So the power trip is like our big prize for the winners of that leadership competition. So what was this year's question that you asked them? This year, we really wanted to ensure that we were letting these entrants talk about what they might be going through in the hectic year of 2020. So our question this year was lifting us up. How can women and girls empower each other and their communities in times of uncertainty and change? Yeah, good question. Can you recall any of the the responses or the general ideas that they had? Oh, definitely. We had such a range of fantastic responses and they were really action-based and solutions-based, which we loved. We had one winner proposing that we create an app for women to network across. We had other people suggesting that we need to create online networks of women to support each other while we can't meet up in person um, because in rural areas, obviously that geography makes it even more difficult when we combine it with COVID. So we got lots of those really I guess, positive outlooks towards trying to make great change out of what's been a really difficult year. That's terrific. The other program that you have is a, um, well, I suppose a travelling roadshow to some extent, Project Empower. Now, I've looked at this on your website and I don't believe that somebody actually did all this. It was an incredible journey, an incredible journey around Australia. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Project Empower was really, I guess, a labour of love for all of us here at Country to Canberra. At the time that we ran that program in 2018, I was 
really lucky to go along for part of the program. And what we did is we kind of thought about our power trip and our leadership competition and went, well, we're getting a certain demographic of young people who are able to write a really fantastic essay or submit a really eloquent video. But there are so many people in these rural, regional and remote areas who deserve our support and our training and our time, but they're maybe not the people that we catch as entrants or winners to the leadership competition. And so Project Empower was a workshop series based on leadership and empowerment and gender equality, where we travelled to some of the most rural and remote places across Australia, 32,000 kilometres of driving, and we made sure that some of those people who are really disadvantaged, they were also getting to experience what it's like to have an organisation like Country to Canberra there to support them. Wow, it was some undertaking, 32,000 kilometres, and I imagine you must have visited hundreds of schools. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We went to so many different communities and it was great because we got so many more communities applying for us to visit them than what we could. And while it's disappointing that we couldn't get out to them all, what was great to see is that there is huge demand for this and we're going to use that feedback to try and get more programs out into these areas that usually if there's a travelling workshop series or something of that nature, they have to travel to the big city. They have to organise their kids, organise accommodation, get them all on a bus or a plane and take them in so that they can merge with the city schools. Well, we went to some communities who'd never had anyone go out to visit them before and we delivered workshops to as little as three students all the way through to 120 because we didn't want what's traditionally been such a barrier to stay that way and to continue to stop these really vulnerable people from accessing a great opportunity. Now, I noticed on your website that phase two is imminent. Are you able to give us a preview or uh, let us in on a program? I can certainly tell you a little bit about it. We're currently training our facilitators to run more Project Empower workshops. So we looked at the way that we ran the program last time. And although it was so successful and we really identified a need for more of it, we did, like you said, Chris, it's a huge undertaking to go 32,000 kilometres across the country. Hannah Wandel took three and a half months off work, so it's completely unpaid for her and the other volunteers who participated. And although it's fantastic, it's just not feasible to run it that way again. So we are working on creating a phase two that is more sustainable and will hopefully continue as an ongoing program so we can keep reaching those communities. Okay. I imagine you'd be sending people out to various areas to cover an area and then come back to their work and so on. Something like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And look, while we're on that, and you mentioned that Hannah gave up more than three months of her work, Country to Canberra is totally voluntary. There's no paid people involved. Yeah, that's correct. We're a totally volunteer team here. Now, let's talk about AgriFutures Australia. They are the diamond sponsors, so they're the top level sponsor. What do they sponsor? So they sponsor specifically our leadership competition and our power trip. So that's the one where the girls come to Canberra after winning based on their essay or their video entry. And we've been lucky to have AgriFutures on board as a diamond sponsor for a number of years now. And they're essentially supporting those rural women to get to Canberra because it's pretty expensive to bring people from some seriously remote locations. We've had girls from remote South Australia, from Arnhem Land up in the Northern Territory. So 
AgriFuture specifically sponsors 10 winners each year and helps to cover their costs to come along. But they also support us with simply we share the same goals. We want rural Australia to be incredibly strong and that means that we need to be diverse. And so through their sponsorship and through us sharing AgriFuture's work, we hope we can continue to strengthen Australian rural communities. Another aspect of Country to Canberra is a mentoring program, which I understand is going really, really well for you. Yeah, it's been really successful. And I think we've really become aware of how successful it is through COVID. So we started the mentorship program a few years ago because we wanted to make sure that when our winners went home from the power trip, they didn't just leave. They kept up their association with Country to Canberra and that we continued to support them. So we were really walking the walk of ensuring these rural girls get to meet incredible women in leadership positions. And then we decided that we would actually open that up to all students across Australia who are living in those rural, regional and remote areas. And we've been running that online, so using phone meetups or Zoom meetups since well before COVID and been doing it very successfully. So we feel like we've been in training for a while to deal with the pandemic and its challenges. Yeah, yeah, you fell onto your feet there. Are those meetings one-on-one or is it one mentor to a small group? How does that work? So it's a one-to-one ratio. For each year after our power trip, all of those winners do get the chance to be matched with a mentor. And we do take that matching process quite seriously. We make sure that we get to know as much about the winners as possible and then match them with a mentor, somebody who's volunteering their time again to support these young people. And we make sure that their interests and their skills are going to complement each other. And that goes as well then for the people who haven't necessarily had anything to do with Country to Canberra before. They come across us in some other way and apply to be a part of the program. They've got a one-to-one relationship with their mentor. And our mentorship team also supports them if there's any issues that pop up so that there's a really strong network behind them trying to make it as big a chance of success as possible. Now, do you want to give a plug for more mentors? Oh, absolutely. We are always looking for more mentors and we have no geographical limits. So being a rural organisation, we have mentors from across the country, people who live on cattle stations all the way to people who maybe live in uh, Sydney and work as a high-flying lawyer, but they grew up in country New South Wales. So we're always on the lookout for people. The only thing is that you do need to have a rural, regional or remote background in some way. And that's because we think that it's important that as a mentor, you understand some of the challenges that your mentee may be going through as a result of their location. One of your leadership competition winners had a quote, which has taught me something. It just crystallised an idea in my head. And her quote, I don't know who she was actually quoting, but her quote was, Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Is that what Country to Canberra is all about? Yeah, in a way. We really want to make sure that when the girls come on our trips, engage in our mentorship program or any other opportunity that arises, we want to make sure that they're not stepping back from challenge. So it's all about empowering them to be able to get out of their comfort zone because we think that's where the most growth happens. So for example, when we do our power trips, we engage with TEDx Canberra to come along and run public speaking training. And for some of these girls, it's not public speaking, like getting up and talking in front of a crowd. It's literally knowing how to introduce yourself to someone new. And so 
everyone's comfort zone is different. Everyone comes from a different background or a different confidence level. And we want to make sure that any girl, we meet them where they're at and support them so that they're in that kind of zone where they're challenged, but they're not afraid. It must be really, really rewarding. You must have seen girls who enter the program and then a year or two later are just changed in individuals. Uh, do you see that often? Uh, all the time. And even we recently ran a two-day online program because of the challenges of COVID. We couldn't bring the girls to Canberra. And during just that two-day program where we spent a few hours on Zoom each day, by the end of it, there were girls who had spoken to their buddy. So we have a, a buddy system where a volunteer from country to Canberra gets to know the winner before they actually log on. And those winners had said to their buddy, look, I get really nervous. I don't think I'm going to be able to speak while I'm on Zoom. So don't be worried if I don't jump in. And by the end of it, every single girl was putting their hand up, engaging and asking questions of formidable young leaders such as Yasmin Poole, uh, Sophia Hamblin-Wang and Maddie O'Grady-Lee. They were asking them questions and hard-hitting questions and they had that confidence. So you can imagine the kind of change that we see over a longer period of time. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, look, thank you so much for your time, Han, to tell me all about that. And it's a, a wonderful program, really inspiring. So all the best in the future. And again, you should be really credited for the fact that it's all voluntary and it's done out of love, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very lucky to have the team that we do and, and the mentors that we do supporting all of us. So thanks so much for your time, Chris. Han Worsley, the CEO of Country to Canberra. And just to reiterate Han's message, if you are a woman with a rural background, there's an opportunity for you to mentor a young woman living in a rural or remote area. There's an application form on the Country to Canberra website. My name is Chris Brown. You've been listening to AgriFutures On Air, a weekly podcast brought to you by AgriFutures Australia. Australia.